man, <laughs> this is unfair. Complete. Okay, okay, that's fine. It, this this could be very painful. joy that's right it's time for episode number 50 of the promo front podcast that's right we've hung half a hundred on the industry i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the judge advocate general of justice the admiral of advocacy the lieutenant of lead the one and only dr kirby hossman kirby how the heck are you today doing well man i i uh you know i'm feeling good anyway but the idea that we've put we've hung half a hundred the 50 on the industry is pretty exciting to me i think we've been doing um content for quite some time and anytime you hit some sort of milestone number like that it is exciting and it it's rewarding and so it's really cool how about you yeah it feels great um it's hard to believe how quickly 50 has come and gone quite honestly i'm sure you feel the same way it gives me an immense amount of joy but you know what else gives me a little bit of joy this time of year, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I don't know if you're aware of this, if you look at your uh, calendar, but Independence Day is right around the corner, Kirby. And I mean nothing, 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 nothing gets me feeling more American than Patriot promotional products from our good pals over at Hirsch Gift. Mm-hmm. They have so many fabulous products in the Patriot line, but I think there are three I love the most. And I'm going to ask for your help here if you would show them to me. The red, white, and blue because... America. Let's start off with that 30 ounce tumbler, that PT30. It's their best selling tumbler. It's in red. It's a 30 ounce tumbler. It's huge. And it's so quality made. It's going to keep your drink hot, cold for, I don't know, half a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and then in your white product, Kirby, is that 10 ounce tumbler, the PT10, piping hot. It's mini. What's cool about it? That's small enough to fit under a Keurig. That thing's selling like hotcakes, Kirby. And I don't know if you're aware of this, hotcakes sell pretty darn well. <laughs> and both of those, both of those, if you look at it, have 13 stripes on the side oh, nice. and on the grip. And on the bottom, it has 15 or 50 stars, just like Old Glory. That's right. Kirby's showing those stars right now. Yeah. So there you go. That's why they're called the Patriots. That's cool. And the last one is the blue product, the dual compartment lunch, lunchbox, the PT Duo 15. What a great size product and merchandise with a beautiful imprint area, perfect for onboarding new people to your organization or maybe welcoming them back after a year of being marooned at home, right? That's a cool size. I really like this size, yeah. It's a great one. Kirby, I know you love the products as much as I do, but the Patriot line, as you and I both know, it's more than just great products. 20% of the net proceeds go back to a really incredible organization called Homes for Our Troops. And I want to, I'm going to blow your mind. Do you already have your mind blown? I'm so excited. This past year, Hirsch was able to donate $100,000 to that organization. Wow. That's a real number. It's a real number. And since 2004, Homes for Our Troops has built over 295 specially adopted, adapted homes nationwide with the goal being to build a home for every veteran who qualifies for one. 
And also Homes for Our Troops provides pro bono financial planner for three years after they leave the military to assist in financial planning and household budgeting. In addition to home ownership education, warranty coverage to ensure that the veteran is set up for long-term success as a homeowner. I mean, you've got great products, you've got incredible decoration and that give back component. Is there a better combination of that in the industry? This is, this is really cool. And you know, it's what I love about it is getting it in your hands. The thing that struck me when I was, you know, unboxing them is Mm. how substantial they feel like really, and obviously we have been blessed to see a lot of great vacuum drinkware in our industry. This immediately struck me as how nice this is. And I love the idea that it fits under a Keurig. That, that's gonna, Yeah, that's nah, it's really cool. cool. Um, I, you know, my hope is to show mine minor on a FedEx truck. So we that's why we blame the supply chain on this podcast. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the shippers. Um, but I tell you what, uh, like I said, great products, impeccable decoration, giving back, no better combo in the industry than that. Head over to hg-promo.com. You're not going to be sorry you did Brittany Frizzay, Joshua Pospisil, uh, Peter Hirsch, Paul Hirsch. Great group of people there. Yeah. Love to help you out. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Kirby. This is the Promo Front Podcast, and we're not going to like do something goofy like celebrate our 50th episode because that's just not what we thought about doing. <laughs> um, we're actually just going to plan on doing a normal podcast. <clears throat> but I want to talk about, Kirby, since I have the promo up front section. I want to do a hit promo up pretty hard this week. And I don't think a lot of people know about it is virtual lead. And if people who don't know what lead is, it's something that PPAI has put on except for last year because of COVID uh, for the last 10 years, it's called leadership or legislative education and action day. It's where a group of us, usually about uh, two from every state. uh, So about a hundred of us head out to Washington, DC and spend uh, two days on Capitol Hill speaking to our elected representatives about a variety of topics that really touch the promotion products industry. Last year, like I said, it was canceled because of COVID, and this year is virtual because you have to plan these things well in advance, and so uh, we're not quite there yet. Um, And so I want to share with everybody the key issues, because again, the PPAI staff is down. You know, we, we know that they've had to downsize a little bit through the sure. pandemic. And so I want to make sure we're getting this message out so people can get involved themselves. Usually this is done during promotional products work week. Uh, that's kind of a little bit in the backseat right now with COVID. So, and, and lead is generally the, the kind of jewel in that week's crown right. uh, of events. So the key issues are promotional products work. We all know the value of promotional merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, the, if anything, COVID has helped uh, no question. expand that reach for, for end users. Yeah. Oh, no question. It's going to be, I, I have meetings tomorrow and Thursday. Um, and I is going to be one of my great talking points about how, you know, I don't want to make it sound like promo rode in on a, on a silver horse to the rescue, but promo rode in on a silver horse to the rescue <laughs> and saved the world from certain destruction. And so I, I don't think it can be any more plain than that. Also going to talk about the global supply chain, how even though a lot of products are manufactured outside the United States, mm-hmm. the value in the actual merchandise is in the decoration. And that is done here in the United States. And so you really shift what the actual merchandise means what the product right. means. Yeah. But I think maybe the most important one this year is the uh, independent contractors uh, mm-hmm. position and the pro act. 
Now we've talked about the PRO Act before, just to remind everybody if it's passed, most businesses in the promotional products association, uh, in the promotional products industry, would not be able to hire independent contractors, which is going to result in significant job losses in the industry. Yeah, uh, 35%, and I didn't realize this, 35% of our industry sales force are industry, are independent contractors. And yeah. so on purpose. Passage, yeah, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, passage of the Passage of the PRO Act is going to have a devastating impact on tens of thousands of jobs and businesses in the promotional products industry. And in it's it's not like the gig economy. And that's really what the PRO Act's designed to do is, um, you know, kind of create different labor laws for the gig economy, which is slightly understandable. Independent contractors in our industry are not gig workers. They choose to work this way. They choose to have relationships with specific distributors this way. Yeah. Uh, and they work independently. And so, so unlike the gig, gig economy where they have those similar labor laws uh, where they focus, the relationship uh, between distributors and independent contractors in our industry is reciprocal and yeah. is beneficial for everybody. So those are the three things we're going to hit on, Kirby. I just wanted to get your take on that. What do you think about the importance of doing lead even in this environment where we can't be face-to-face? It is going to be done via Zoom. And uh, if you have any plans, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but maybe sure. get involved. And I have a little bit here if people would like to uh, participate as well. Yeah. So I, one of the things I would say is lead every year is one of those things that I just take a, a, a level of appreciation for. Because I, especially, again, doing it virtually this year, of course, makes sense. Mm. But in the past, people take time out of their office. Take, I mean, it's a, it's a commitment for folks to go over there. And what I like is that the... The issues that we're seeing, uh, take the, the PRO Act out of it, but like you talked about the idea of what made in the USA means, that whole conversation was changed because of conversations that were had at yep. LEAD. And I, so what I like about it is it's not just um, kind of you know, banging on trees or whatever. It, like no. It's not to make noise to make noise. It is literally making a difference. People are, the, the, our, our legislators are hearing uh, yeah. the message. And, and so I, I think it's really cool. And I, I really appreciate all the folks that spend the time to do it. Yeah. It's something PPAI has done a such yeah. a terrific job over the past decade of doing. Um, again, I would invite you to get involved, write your local officials, your, or not your local, your elected officials, your representatives, your senators, Yep, they do listen. And you don't have to write a letter. It's all templated. It's ready to go. So if you head over to ppai.org slash advocacy and scroll down to the section that says legislative action watch, it'll give you all the information there. I'll tell you what, email me, bill at brandofatemarketing.com. I will steer you in the right place. It's yeah. important. We all are part of this. And when it impacts, you got to remember 97 to 98% of our industry is composed of or comprised of primarily small businesses. Yeah. And any of these changes, in fact, impact small businesses throughout our industry. And, and we have to be on Capitol Hill. We have to be there. And, and this year, we're going to be there virtually. We have to be there and we be there consistently to get these messages across. So anything you at home can do to help us out, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and uh, I think we could probably link up in the, uh, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, we can put the links to where. Yeah, we'll put the go, links right? there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It. All right. So I, I thought it was uh, important to start off with, you know, last year there was no promotional products work week this year. I don't think there was one either. And it's like, gosh, I miss that stuff. And I really miss going to DC. I've been, this would have been, I think my seventh year to go. And so I'm yeah. kind of bummed. I appreciate you doing it, man. Absolutely. All right, Kirby topic us up. Okay. So I want to start talking to you about my latest pet peeve. Oh. Okay. Um, mm. so, okay. So, um, so 
my latest pet peeve mm-hmm. is pet peeves. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like every day on social media, if I'm not uh, seeing, you know, group telling me hashtag block this or hashtag uh-huh. ban this or whatever, mm-hmm. that's every other day. The other days I'm seeing people go on social media to complain and mm-hmm. pet peeves are just an organized fashion for complaining. Like every single day, whether it's through the different Facebook groups I'm a part of, whatever, like literally the, I I have been saying for two years now, the biggest disease in our culture is complaining. And I've decided that pet peeves are just a way for you to organize your complaining. It is Mm -hmm. just training your brain (laughs) to bitch and moan about certain things. And like, so that it's a, you know, Pavlovian response when you see any different thing. I, 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 I'm seeing more and more about that where people are getting mad about stuff that I'm just like, good Lord, like, mm-hmm. please. It's one of the reasons I'm excited to see the world open up is I think that when we have to function outside of our living room, we'll see things that are actually problems and maybe we won't yeah. have so much time to just be pissed off all the live long day. So my new pet peeve is pet peeves and complaining. So I wanted your take on that. Um. I think what you're seeing in social media and something I've, I've been seeing at least for a while, a lot of people would say it's the natural evolution of social media. I would call it the de, uh, de-evolution of, of social media. It, it's, really, it's really starting to um, be a very negative place, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, yes, there's positivity and yes, there's really great groups for this, that, and the next thing. And it's a wonderful way to disseminate and absorb information. But there's a lot of complaining and bitching on there just to do it. And, and it falls under the category for me of, you know, I, I have, we all have pet peeves. That's that, I don't think that's what you're saying. I think what you're saying is, and, and I wholeheartedly agree with you, have your pet peeve. We all don't need to know about it. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you can go to the gym and work out without telling people on social media. You can also be pissed off at something seemingly trivial to others, but important to you. So not, not minimizing it, but you can complain about that to yourself because again, what, what you, you put that stuff out there, what's your goal. And, and I've really backed off a lot of my social media activities other than, you know, work stuff for the most part, because I started thinking, you know, I started realizing why am I doing this? I mean, some things are funny and I will put them out there, but sometimes I, I know I'll, I'll call myself out. There are times I put stuff out there because I'm bored and then I just kind of want to watch it. Did I get how many likes did I get? How many comments did I get? And, and that's what we all do, whether we admit it or oh, not, sure. I'll call sure. myself out. And so with that complaining thing, I think that's exactly what you're seeing. It's easy stuff. What, what's the old saying? Misery loves company. Yeah. I'm going to share how miserable I am and see how many other people can get on the misery train with me. And yeah. I don't, I like you, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Well, and I guess it, it, the thing is, is I think it's, it is it, sort of what Seth Godin would call the race to the bottom, right? Because like, as you start looking for things to be pissed off about, you, your brain will find them. Right. It, and what I mean about the pet peeve piece is, yeah. you know, the science behind uh, sort of complaining is that you create a habit loop in your brain. And so right. the more you do it, the easier it is for your brain to get there. And so by having pet peeves about every, I get it. We all have pet mm-hmm. peeves about certain things. It like literally, if you have more than five, just stop it. Like it's too well, much. You are, well, you are yeah. creating a habit loop in your brain that complains all the live long day. 
or 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 if you want to have sin, go ahead. Just keep it to yourself and be miserable. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. In the keep hood. your misery to yourself. Yes, because okay. it does drive me. Nuts. I mean, well, what's interesting if you look at Facebook algorithms, let's use Facebook as an example. You know, what do you what do you what are you saying? You know, you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. My social media feed is what I click on, what I what I pay attention to, and it knows. And it's very interesting. I've very been very conscious, like I said, about the past month or so, the things I click on and the things I comment on. And now my feed is entirely barbecue, <laughs> urban, burgers, and uh, Mississippi State and Alabama. That's about it. I yeah. mean, if I, I, I can go other places and find things, but in my organic feed, that's what I'm looking at. So maybe the thing is, why don't you scroll through your Facebook feed, folks? And see what's popping up. And if it's a bunch of negativity, you've answered your question. You're surrounding yourself with negativity. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And please, the irony is not lost on me that I'm complaining about complaining. Just, just want to put that out there. And the irony is not lost on us. We're complaining about social media and we're on it all the time. So, okay, there you go. All right, Kirby, next topic. Netflix. Are you familiar with the Netflix, Kirby? I, yeah, I've heard of it. It's up okay, Netflix has opened up a merch shop. Are you aware of this? I think I did see something about it. Okay, this. so it's netflix.shop. And what they're doing, first, uh, they're trying to tie in merchandise with some of their produced uh, content, their shows. The first limited release is, is tying in with the anime series Yasuke. I just like saying Yasuke. I don't <laughs> even know what that is. Yeah. I'm too that old makes for sense. that. Yeah. But they did it before with Stranger Things, and you know that that show. Um, but this time, and I love this, and I, this is where I really want to get your opinion on. This time, the shop is trying to focus on curated collections, reminiscent of streetwear drops like Supreme. Yeah. Okay. And we'll explain that in a minute for anybody who doesn't know what that is. Uh, using much hype designers to add an extra flair and credibility to the product. So it's going to be more than just wearables. <laughs> They're going to do uh, a uh, some branded houseware products for the series Lupin, okay. which is a collaboration with the Louvre Museum, which takes a uh, it plays a major role in the show. For those, just a little backstory, for those who don't know Supreme, it's a skateboarding brand. Mm -hmm. And back when my kids were huge into this, like five, six years ago, and they would drop merch at bizarre times, like 10, 17 in the morning, and there'd be 150 t-shirts. And they were just your Gildan 3000s or whatever, <laughs> but kit and with cool designs, yeah, just a screen printed t-shirts. And my kids will pay 50, $60 for these things. And we all know what the real cost there is. So right. what they do is by creating scarcity at the moment of the drop yeah. and then collaborating with artists. I think this is the future of merchandise and I actually love it. I want your opinion, Kirby Hossaman. Yeah. As you might expect, I love it too. And I think that it's the natural evolution of a Netflix brand, right? Because they are already in the creation business. And, and, and it's funny because it is, it's sort of new school, but it's totally old school. It's Absolutely. Star Wars, man. It is George Lucas understanding that, yeah, I'll make a little bit on the movie, but I want all of the merch, right? And, yeah. and so this is, to me, the 2021 version of that. But now contr Netflix controlling not just one movie franchise, but yeah. controlling 20. And I, right. I think it's and the folks who are... Um, advocates the, the people who are totally in on the tribe of can you imagine when cobra kai comes out like yeah. dude, you and i are all in right like, oh for days <laughs> for days and so i think that it is the natural evolution i think it makes a ton of sense well not it, it, what it is and you made a great uh analogy with star wars 
no one knew Star Wars was going to hit as big, not even George Lucas. He thought right. that the merchandise would be good. What this is, and, and I think it's just a little bit of a twist, it's merchant, it's uh, manipulation of the market via supply and demand and doing, you, you have all yeah. sorts of data available to you now you didn't because have of that. the internet. Yeah, you didn't yeah, have you that. Already, then, so. You already know you have the fan base and the, you know all these things have improved mm -hmm. so that you can do yep. it even better. Well, and we've seen a lot of people do this. McDonald's did it when they launched their chicken sandwich and they had a hoodie. They right. probably only actually, you know, it's genius marketing because okay. they create a bunch of hype around it. They give you a day and a time it's going to drop, but they only print 500 hoodies or whatever, a limited number. So they're not going to have any dead inventory on the shelves. They yeah. can print it up. It's not going to be on demand. They can have it ready to go. Yeah, I actually and it's like really, that. it's really, really genius marketing. And I, I think more of our listeners, you should start looking at your clients and see where this type of merchandise usage could work. It's going to be a pretty specific type of client, clearly. Yeah. yeah. But I think that there are some really cool applications there that that uh, really should be explored a little bit, at least thought about. Yeah. And again, it has to do, you talked about it has to be a unique client. That makes sense. And I think it has to do with people with passionate tribes mm -hmm. behind them, right? The people mm -hmm. who, I mean, there, I have several clients who are amazing clients, but they have not built a rabid fan base that if we do a merch drop, anybody will give a damn. If, right. if, if it is a, a business like that, oh, I think, I think you could have some fun with it. But uh, yeah, but if you're fortunate enough to work with uh, a consumer brand, yeah, exactly. That this is something you should look at, whether it's a big, well-known consumer brand or someone just trying to get in the marketplace. Yeah, so. that's it's super. All right, Kirby, you got one more topic for us before you give me heebie-jeebies uh, yeah, with the game. I'm I'm pretty excited about the game actually. So okay. um, they, they, we make this a quick one. So okay, uh, they're they're saying that quit rates are soaring during this mm -hmm. the end of this pandemic as it as the pandemic wanes. It says so. Predictions okay. of a great resignation appear to be coming to pass. With shares okay. of workers leaving jobs at 2.7% in April, the highest level in more than 20 years. So mm. the uh, economists are saying that the churn sign is uh, actually a good sign almost. It's, 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 it's both good and bad. It's one of those where mm. it's a sign of a healthy labor market because people are looking around going, wait a second, if I'm not happy here, I can go someplace else and do it. Number one, mm -hmm. do you see that as a long-term thing or is this just a short-term sort of deal? And Good or bad? Um, I see it as a short-term sort of a uh, deal, as you yeah. put it. Uh, no, I, I do. I think it's short-term. Yeah. Um, I think it's exactly, it doesn't surprise me though. Yeah. What did we talk about so many times when at the onset of the pandemic, and especially I'd say through the fall, so the first, let's call it six months of the pandemic, yeah. crisis reveals character. We said that time and time again, I wrote about it time and time again. And what I've meant by that, and I think what you, you, I think you agree with me, you'll tell me if you don't, when there's something that happens like a pandemic, not only reveals, you know, or any sort of crisis, it will, will reveal that person or that organization's character. And so where people maybe felt like I do not like the company I work for anymore, but I can't go anywhere. Right now you have this you have this uh, glut of jobs out there available. It is definitely a buyer's market in terms of jobs out there. So this doesn't shock me. The number, the, the percentages do a little bit, but the fact that this is a story doesn't shock me. But I think just like most things, it'll even out. Yeah. But I think, I think a lot of companies are getting kind of a little taste of 
maybe we need to w- look at the way we treat our people. Maybe yeah. we, look, we ought to look at more robust employee recognition and engagement programs, which could be helped by our friends at Jay Charles, yeah. or maybe, you know, what it's those type of things. So no, I don't think it's a long-term thing. And then what was the second part of it? Good or bad. Do you think it's good or bad? And I think you've sort of alluded to, you think, I think it's, it's an is, I think, it, you know what? I think it's good in general because it put, I'm going to say good. It's not bad because people aren't losing their jobs. It's good because not only is it going to provide opportunities for the people leaving and going to a company they're choosing to, now it'll prevent pre- or present more opportunities for people in, in those positions that are left open. And, and I think it always leads to innovation. Yeah. And I, I would add that I think that even, let's say that you were happy with where you were, right? Let's say- I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, you meant just- But the idea of saying, you know, I'm happy with my job, but right now I have looked around and gone, you know what? I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I want to do that. Like life's too short. I want to do something I really want to do. That isn't necessarily an indictment on your employer, but it, not, it's not, just no. like, you know what? I want to do, I want to, I want to, sort of chase my passion. I think that's a, a, a piece of it too. I think that's a bigger piece than I, I mentioned. You're right. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to think it's like just a mass resignation because companies suck. Yeah, no, that's but I not think my there's, point, there's but I think piece there's a component. Yeah. This reminds me of a great piece of advice I got once. Um, and I, I think it bears mentioning here before we launch into the uh, party in the back section. Great advice I got once. Every three to five years, whether you're happy or not in your job, you ought to look for another job. It helps you see what your market value is, what else is out there, and validate your decision to stay or go. Mm-hmm. Sitting and just kind of waiting for something to happen, really a crappy long-term strategy for <laughs> happiness and success and joy. Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, again, it goes back to our, we talk about yep. being intentional. And yes, sir. That's an I know, being intentional. Speaking of being intentional, you intend to have a little fun right now, Kirby. We're going to have the party in the back section of the podcast, which does make this the 50th edition of the Mullet of All podcast. Kirby, I yield the floor to you. Okay. So I, I'm actually, I, it, you and I know, like, I, you always do such a great job on the game. And I, I, I don't know, I struggle with it sometimes. You do a great job. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this one. So I have a game. It's either or. You always do the rapid fire. Mm-hmm. I like to do a little either or. That way, if okay. you want to explain a little bit, you can. Um, I am coming to the world's expert, okay, on okay. this particular topic. So either or, best Van Halen songs. Oh, man, <laughs> this is unfair. Complete. Okay, okay, that's fine. It, this this could be very painful. This could yeah. be very painful. All right. Okay. Ready? I got 10 of them. 10 of them. So let's we'll go. get through them pretty quick. Let's do it. Right now or finish what you started. Oh, man, that's <laughs> tough already. <laughs> I'm going to go finish what you started as much as I love right now. Finish what you started because it was the only one of the few, like two or three country flavored songs yeah. uh, Van Halen did. And I love the finger picking Eddie does on the guitar on that one. All right. Cool. Cool. Little Dreamer or Best of Both Worlds? Oh, best of both worlds. Little Dreamer is one of my bottom three Van Halen songs of all time. Cool. See, I, I give you an easy one. That's good. Uh, so, this is love or dreams. So, this is love. Yeah. It's a really cool song. Starts out with a little bass line by uh, Sir Michael Anthony, who hasn't mm-hmm. been knighted yet. Yeah, but any day now. Any any day. Uh, Jamie's crying or dance the night away. <sighs> That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go dance the night away as much as I love Jamie's crying dance the night away, because 
it, it's one of the, it's the first time they got kind of poppy. And mm-hmm. in, in one of the things people don't realize about the legacy of Van Halen, they were the first real heavy metal band at the time to put happiness and joy into their music. It wasn't all brooding and, and yeah. mock deviltry and things like that. So that's fair. That's fair. Panama or I'm the one. Mm, Panama. Love Panama. That's one of my favorites. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a great hot- summer driving song, by the way. Yeah. And workout song too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hot for teacher or everybody wants some. Oh man, these are brutal. This is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a great game, but this is really tough. Um, I think I'm going to go hot for teacher. There's that because it makes me think of that iconic video so much. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with hot for teacher, Kirby. I, I, I'm with you on that one. All right, ready? This one's easy for me, but I'll, I'm curious to see what you think. Jump or Unchained? Unchained, not not even close. Okay. Uh, Jump is is a great catchy song. It it signaled the shift where Eddie was starting to write more on on synthesizers. I, I will. I have an admission. Every, uh, the last five or six Van Halen concerts I've been to, they close with Jump. I leave before Jump. Wow! Wow! See, I like Jump. Okay. I, I don't. It, it's not to say I don't like Jump. It's just ah, eh, I don't what need to hear it anymore. Yeah, sure. Good song. All right, here we go. You really got me or ain't talking about love. Ooh, I'm going to go. You really got me with the intro of eruption. If I oh, can. Yeah, that's, I will say oh. I, I do like really, you really got me. Okay. I'm going to say you really got me. They did a really great job of updating that kinks classic kinks song from 1964. Eruption or running with the devil. Eruption eruption I have to go eruption got to give eddie his due i mean uh, that is something that you you at least in the 80s and you'd go into any guitar center and there's always there's some kid either playing a stairway to heaven or some kid trying to do eruption one or the other all right final one more than yep. words or i can't drive 55 okay neither are van halen songs more than words is an extreme song by gary sharon and his band um, which is a lovely song. It's a very nice power ballad. And then I Can't Drive 55 is, of course, Sammy Hagar's great hit from 1983. So uh, I am, I'm, so, I'm sorry, you unfortunately killed the game. You killed it. Um, I'm not answering that. So, yeah. All right. But you know what you can't kill, Kirby? What's that, Bill? A true American patriot. And that's what I'm talking about. Our friends over at Hirsch Gift. You know, Independence Day is right around the corner. Kirby's showing those red, white, and blue. Great Patriot products. The 30-ounce tumbler, which is their best-selling product. A 10-ounce tumbler that's uh, small enough to fit under your Keurig. Both of those copper-lined vacuum-sealed. And I love that those have 13 stripes and fit on the side, on the grip and 30 and 50 stars on the bottom, just like Old Glory. And then that blue dual-compartment lunchbox. Great for onboarding new people. But the best part of that whole Patriot... Um, line of products and there's quite a few of them we're only highlighting a couple the best part is truly 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 is the give back program they donated last year a hundred thousand dollars to a great organization homes for our troops with that builds uh, specially adapted homes for uh, returning servicemen and women and they want to do it for every veteran who qualifies for one so we talk about the great products the impeccable decoration the giving back such a great combo 
let's not forget what good human pe- uh, human beings these people are. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Frizzay, you got Joshua Pospisil, uh, Peter and Paul Hirsch, just good human beings and some of the nicest humans ever. And so we really invite you to head over to hg-promo.com. Get yourself reacquainted with that Patriot line. It's you know Independence Day right around the corner. Let's help your clients celebrate that in a star-spangled way, Kirby. I love it. That's a great way to wrap it up. All right. Well, Kirby, it looks like according to my hat, it's time for a snow cone. So I'm popping out. That's right.